The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Cowboys Storylines with Nick Eatman. What is up? It is time for Cowboys Storyline. It's Wednesday, October 25th. Cowboys getting ready to play the L.A. Rams. I almost dropped the St. Louis reference there. Can't figure out what these West Coast teams are, are anymore. Uh, L.A. Rams. That's uh, where they were when I was a kid. And then they moved around. Now they're back. Uh, and it's the Rams against the Cowboys at noon. AT&T Stadium. Halftime of the game will be DeMarcus Ware is going to be inducted into the Ring of Honor. So that's that'll be that. If you're going to the game, you'll be able to to see that. Seems a little different when the guy's already been in the Hall of Fame. I'd like to see that kind of flipped a little bit. But uh, either way, still cool. What I like about it is is it usually brings a lot of the uh, the Ring of Honor members back uh, all together again. So you get a chance to kind of see them. I haven't seen them in a while. So uh, good good for that. And good for uh, D-Ware to, to get into the Ring of Honor. All right. Um, Cowboys-Rams. You know, not a lot going on really this week as far as just getting ready for that game. I know there's been some talk. We'll talk here with the fans about potential trades. I can't really go too far into that if, if you know, but if, if that is something you think the Cowboys need to do to kind of get over the hump, they see other teams doing it, see the Eagles doing it. So, therefore, you know, what do the Cowboys need to do to get there? And so I'll let you guys, uh, if you guys have some some ideas there, you guys can, can – uh, Go for it and, and, and see what you think. We can kind of discuss it a little bit. Um, and also just kind of what they need to do to get this win. Five and two would be really big uh, for the Cowboys going into the game against the Eagles, not looking ahead. Just know you got to take care of business here and, and you can get another win, get back-to-back wins from that uh, 49ers loss, get to five and two going into that game against Philadelphia. That will be a huge, huge showdown. All right, 888-855-2297 is the uh, phone line number, 817-290-3298. That is the text line. Let's go to the calls. Let's start us off. Aaron in Youngstown, Ohio. Aaron, you're up. Hey, what's going on, Nick? Good morning. Good morning to you. How are you? Good. How about yourself? Great. Uh, Great. So, something I just wanted to touch on uh, with uh, Dak and the offense. Now, coming off of the bye week, having a chance to – see what has and hasn't worked in this new Texas Coast offense. I'm curious of what your thoughts are of what you're looking to see change in this offense. I know for myself, I, especially after this Chargers game, I want to see Dak back on the move. I want to see bootlegs, naked bootlegs, getting him on the run because, honestly, I don't think there's many quarterbacks that are better than him on the run, throwing on a rope to the sideline, throwing, throwing on a rope down the field. It's very – Pretty much, that's the one thing that I think he has a strength over many quarterbacks is just where he's, how he's able to just maintain accuracy on the run. So, I mean, I'd love to see him on the run, on the move, right. and then also just kind of opening up the route tree more, stop trying to force slant routes to Gallup because obviously he does not, he is not a strength in this uh, West Coast type offense of uh, breaking release, breaking, breaking away from press coverage. That's just not his game. They just keep trying to force it to him because they know. He can make plays when he gets the ball, but he just it just doesn't seem to work for him of getting off the ball. So I'd like to see that route reopened up, get CD back on the move, get him back working in the slot, move, get him in motion before the snap, get him 
mess with, get him fixing his chain coming off of the coming off of the <laughs> off of the motion because you know good things happen whenever he does that. So that's kind of what I would like to see. So I'd like to hear your thoughts on All that. Right. And then then also uh, throughout your throughout your career covering the Cowboys, what would you say is your the two players that you were the most right and the most wrong on, whether it was a free agent or a draft pick that you either looked at and just thought this guy's going to be is not going to fit and he ended up being great or a guy that you were just so sure was going to be very good and just didn't work for him and I'll hang up. Thank you. All right. Thank you for the uh, for the call there. Let me let me kind of try to think about that as, as it goes on. Uh, maybe not right this second, but uh, I'll, I'll think about it maybe even at the break and I'll come back with that. Two, two players that I really thought were going to be good uh, and, and I was right and then some that I I mean, I yeah, any of the bust, uh, you know, the, the I can tell you right now, I really thought Mo Claiborne was going to be great. I really thought that was a great, great pick, and I thought, I thought, man, he's going to take him over the top, um, and that just didn't didn't work out. That would be one. But let me think a little bit. Look at that. Thank you, Utah Jazz. Um, <laughs> Jasmine, she's she's the best. Um, um, I think that let's go to the first part. Dak on the move, I mean, we, we say it a lot. This is not anything new that we're not talking about. I mean, Dak on the move, Dak doing his thing, playing the, the style of football that, that that got him to this point is, I think, what's what's better. You know, when the teams try to put him in the pocket and, and just make him a, a passing quarterback, that's not his thing. And that's okay. I mean, uh, he can do it. It's not like he can't make the throws. But that just, just living and dying with him standing in the pocket throwing – that's not that's not who he is, and he's never been that guy. And even though he's been here a long time, that's not what he was eight years ago at Mississippi State. That's not what he was. So, yes, everything you said, they need to get him on the move. And plus, when you do that, when you're playing that way, it also makes it tougher for the defense because you don't really know exactly where things are going to be, how they're going to finish, how the plays are going to end up. So it, it creates a little bit more deception, I think, for the defense to have CD on the move, have Dak, you know, with the, with the um, read options, uh, things like that, that that are just disguising what they're trying to do. But it'd be one thing if this is your bread and butter and you said, this is Aikman to Irvin, stop it. We're going to run a slant. We're going to run out. You can't stop it. I mean, you we're gonna run Emmett right over right behind Moose and, and Nate Newton can't stop him. It's not the way it is. And that's not the way a lot of teams are. You know, you can't just roll out and say, This is how we're gonna play the game. So all right, good stuff. I'll answer that second part um here in a little bit. Let's go to the Eli and Corpus Christi is our next caller. Eli, what's up? Hey bud, how you doing? Uh good morning to everybody, good. Cowboy Nation. Uh, really love the show. I love to hear the perspective of the fan to see what we're thinking. We constantly hear y'all's, like if I listen to all the shows, listen to everybody's perspective, and it's pretty much along the same lines. But to hear from the fans the concern yeah. of the offensive line, I think our problem is two different things. Okay. Our offensive run block, if, if you go back and look at every single game, like if they know we're running because we make it obvious, they stop us at the line every time. It's never two or three yards. And I wanted to see if you can rank the offensive linemen run blocking so far this year. Okay. And I think the second problem is in this West Coast offense, I think we're supposed to do like three-step drops and stuff like get the get them off the line. And I think the receiver's not winning on the line. And the problem with that is, is when the, op- the opposing defense is off on coverage, you should throw the ball to the receiver and let him get three or four yards. Like, but they don't. They run the slant when they're on off coverage. And 
it allows them to play zone into those little holes. And it frustrates me to see us keep running the same plays over and over. Like, we're going to run our offense no matter what. Like, yeah. if it doesn't work, we're going to run. It doesn't matter. Uh, and I yeah. just want you to talk on those two things. But I appreciate you. I love this new show that you got by yourself. It's hard to do a show by yourself, but you're killing it, brother. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. I will correct you, though. I really will. I, I don't... I don't do it by myself. That's that's what the the beauty of it is. Is when when you guys call and I, and I, I love the fact. I mean, when you guys say it's hard to get in, it's hard to get in, it's hard to get on the, the phone lines. That's good. That's good for for us. It's good for the show. Uh, and uh, so you know, if I was sitting up here doing it by myself, I mean, that happened one day. Chris will tell you, you know, it happened one day. We had a show. We didn't have any callers. And uh, and I was like, all right, well, this ain't going to work like this. And so uh, the next day we had about eight. And now we, now we get about 10, 10 to 12, maybe sometimes a little bit more. And, and it's great. So, uh, yeah, I'm up here by myself. But when you guys call, and it, it makes it a lot easier. Uh, the run blockers, I mean, ranking the run blocking, um, you know, that that's tough because Terrence Steele has not been – what what we've expected out of him, and he's got a pretty good excuse. So I mean, he's he's coming he's coming off of a, a ACL injury, uh, and he he will I think he'll get back to normal. But him and Zach Martin on that right side before the injury that that was really really strong, and so I think they'll get back to that. Uh, I don't think Tyler Biotish is is that's not his strength I, I don't think uh is is you know just moving people off the ball um and tyler smith i i think is is pretty good there um but the, they all can be better they can be better with the run blocking it's not just about power it's also about um lear, understanding the assignment working together the cohesiveness there when they get that down i think the run blocking will be uh better there and and I agree with you about sometimes you know you have to adjust a little bit to the, to the play that, that's called, um, but there's a balance there. You know you you don't want the quarterback always freelancing and, and doing things you know just just based off of changing the play. So sometimes you want him to run the play that's called. I think that one thing that's hurting this team is that I do think the receivers need to to be a little bit better at with run after catch. Get the ball in their hands and go make plays. Uh, that doesn't seem to be something that they do uh, a ton, uh, but that is something that they need to kind of work on. All right, let's go to a uh, text uh, question here from uh, Doug in Florida. He says, I enjoyed the show yesterday. Listened to the trade discussions. Was totally swayed to your thinking of not making a trade for a big name. What should be our main concern for Sunday? Defending uh, Cup and Puka or Donald Rushing? Aaron Donald Rushing. That, I mean, that's always... Uh, that's always tough, you know. Aaron Donald um, could, could, you know, a guy like that can wreck the game. Um, having two wide receivers like that, that that could be dangerous, though, for the for the any team that's trying to to cover them. Um, you know, Puka Nakua and uh, and Cooper Cup, just just outstanding route runners. They they make a lot of catches, um, and and they they just they do a lot of work. You know, for for that making the secondary do a lot of work. So, um, I think it's both. You know, I, I mean, I don't know play one or the other. I mean, the offense, defense, they kind of play in, in hand in hand. Those those receivers though can can move the chains, and you know they don't have a a lot of big names at running back. They're still figuring out what they want to do with their running backs. I think four or five guys have have gotten the ball, you know, on on a consistent basis. So they they you know they still trying to figure out their running game. But it certainly helps when you have a possession type receivers the way they do. They can move the chains. Um, so I think they're both they're both really good. And, and and go back to the to the trade thing. 
I'm not saying not make a trade. I'm not, I'm not saying hang up the phone. I mean, I'm, I'm listening to, to whatever. Um, but I would do it if it makes sense. I'm not just going to react to other teams making moves and go, well, what are we going to do? We have to, we have to counter. This isn't chess. You know, I mean, you, you have to play your game and, um, and, and see what, what's there. And it has to work for right now. It needs to work for down the road, uh, as well. So uh, I think, I think that's what the Cowboys are doing, but I guarantee you that they're listening and they're, they're looking to see what's out there and figure out ways to get better. All right. Curtis in Oklahoma is our next caller. Curtis, what's up? Hey, good morning. Good morning to you. Thank you. Um, I just got a couple questions, two of them. Uh, my first one is I heard some trade talk about running back on the shows. Um, and looking at what we do the first couple series, uh, we're not doing the, the jet sweeps or any kind of misdirection. So I was wondering if you, quote, unquote, maybe think about starting Rico Daddle and, you know, run him up the middle, uh, get everybody sucked in, uh, gas out the defense a little bit, and then, you know, after the first couple series, bring Tony Pollard in uh, and kind of keep him that change of pace and let him finish out the game. Yeah. Um, you know, he's not that type of runner like, like Zeke. You know, he's not he's not the power back. But I, I hear what you're saying. And the former running backs coach, Skip Pete, he said it. He stood on the on the table for that idea of about that's how you have to do it. That's how you have to run Tony Pollard. You have to have a, another guy first, and then and kind of change up what you know the the speed and and kind of get the 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 defense thinking one way, and then boom, he uh, t- Tony becomes a lot faster when he comes in in that second or third series like that. So there's something to what you're saying. I don't know if if Rico is the hammer that you're looking for there, but he is. He does run the ball well. I mean, I'm, I'm not opposed to this idea. I, I don't, I don't know if it would happen because, you know, politics are involved. There's your franchise running back, franchise tag, ten million a year. You know, he's supposed to be the guy, and a lot of times teams don't want to admit that that's not the case, but they'll do it. I mean, this team has done it. Remember a few years ago when they were going to go receiver by committee. They were that's what they were going to do until the bye week, week week six or seven, and they traded for Mark Cooper. I mean, you know, sometimes. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work, and you have to you have to do that. Um, I'm 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 okay with this. I mean, uh, even if you don't start Rico Dattle, play him more, play him a little bit more in the game and earlier in the game to kind of get that change of pace. Uh, I would be fine with that. I like the way he runs. He runs he runs hard. Um, he's not easy to bring down, and I think that's what this team needs. And I think Tony Pollard, I think he would he could help. Um, he could uh, somebody else could could kind of help him as far as taking a little bit uh, off off his load a little bit because uh, he's he's getting not only a lot of carries he's getting a lot of hits you know in blitz pickup and that's a lot of wear and tear on his body um, that that you know I think I think it, it affects him I mean I don't think he's getting caught from behind uh, like he did in that last game now the guy had an, had an angle on him and he had to kind of start with with a when he did a spin in the Chargers game great play. Uh, but but we've seen him take it to the house and not get stopped or get tackled from behind. So that that was certainly a, a play where you feel like later in the game, you know, he's he's kind of been the wear and tear has uh, affected him. All right, 888-855-2297. That is the phone line. I think we have some open lines. So uh, jump in and uh, give us a call and, and uh, join the show. Uh, we have a text uh, question here from um, Mike in Boston. So don't you think we need to get Turpin and Tolbert in the game as receivers more? Gallup is playing below average for a while now. I love him as a person. He is not the same. Uh, no, he. 
the same as his rookie year, maybe, or his first couple of years before the injury. Maybe, maybe he's not the same. Um, you know, he's he, he's still been effective th- this year. You know, I mean, as soon as you start writing him off, which they did after the week one and two, you know, he was he was all right. This guy, this guy sucks. And then he goes to Arizona, has a nice game. I think he had a game the next week too. Uh, was it New England? I mean. He played. He had a couple games in a row. That's kind of what he is. That's what. That's what's going to happen here with him. So I. I firmly believe that Gallup will be fine if if the fans can deal with the money he's making. I mean, because that's that's the thing. The role that he has as a third receiver. Most third receivers are going to be that this way. I mean, especially when you have an all pro there and another established vet in Cooks. They're trying to get them the ball. There's going to be games where they have two catches, one catch for five yards. There's going to be game, you know games where they have six for for eighty. You've, he's got to be ready for it. And I think, I think he's underrated. I really do. I think Michael Gallup is is underrated for what he provides. In that in that locker room, the type of receiver that he is, his mentality is never going to be a guy that's going to go and get you know 100 catches and and 12, 1300 yards, 10 touchdowns. That's not really his mindset. Um, you know, I don't think he's going to be that way. But he's going to be a good, solid teammate, ready to go, ready to make a big play. So I I don't know. I mean Turpin and Tolbert, yeah, they they can play. I mean I, I'm fine with Turpin getting some some action and, and Tolbert as well. But I I'm just not writing off Gallup yet. I, I'm not because as soon as you do, he's gonna make some great play for you, and and that's that's what he is. That's what a third receiver is supposed to do. All right, Sean in Bakersfield, California, you're next. What's going on, man? Hey, How's it going? That's good. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. Uh, I'm doing great, man. Um, I just wanted to hear your thoughts on, um, you know, Micah Parsons' comments. Um, <sighs> I thought he made a lot of valid points. Um, the Philadelphia Eagles were in the Super Bowl last year, and they just seemed to always find a way to add to their team, to have a better team, to keep stacking their team up. And I thought, honestly, it was a shot, I thought, to the front office. Because um, I really do think we need to make a move. I think for the owners, at least, to show that, you know, they really do want to win. You know, um, that's all I got, man. I just wanted to hear your point. Um, have a good day, man. God yeah. bless. Go Cowboys. Thank you. Um, I'll be honest. I don't make that podcast a part of my my routine to, to listen to. Um I haven't heard everything that he said. I, I've been kind of hearing some things. I think he said the Eagles are number one, uh, the number one team in the league. I didn't hear a lot of, of what he's saying. Um, you know, players with their own podcasts, you know, he's out there just venting and, and saying stuff. Uh, let's see what he says maybe today in the locker room, you know, when he's at getting asked questions from the media. And I'm not saying that his points are invalid. I'm not saying that. I mean, that's, that's his podcast. That's what he's doing. It's getting a lot of traction. Uh, I just, I don't listen to it all the time. Uh, I've heard little clips here and there. Um, and you know, if he's, if he's taking a shot, uh, at his own team, I mean, that, that'll, that'll, you know, if, if he's taking a shot, at, you know, indirectly at, at the old coaches, he did it last week too. I mean, he did it after the uh, after the Forty Nine er game. He took a shot at his own coaches. Uh, he's done that. So uh, that's a, that's a growing thing that that's probably gonna gonna you know I think it's boiling water at this point, and I think it'll 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 surface here uh, at some point. Hopefully, it gets cooled down. But but this yeah that his his comments are, are kind of 
you know, they're gaining traction here, and I don't know if that's certainly a good thing. Um, for him to say that the Eagles are the best team in the league, okay. I mean, they got the best record, right? I mean, they, they're the only one-loss team, I believe, or the Chiefs. The Chiefs. Uh, I think the Chiefs are the best team in the league, but but that, everyone's got an opinion there. Um, you know, the, the Eagles lost to the Jets, and they, they played poorly to lose that game, and the Chiefs lost to the Lions, and they had two other all-pro players out of that game. I'd like to see them play it again. So I think the Chiefs are the best team. It doesn't matter, though. That's the thing. Who cares about rankings? This isn't college football. I mean, it doesn't matter. There's a system of playoffs. Everybody will be able to, to figure it out, you know, and that's that's the thing. I mean, look at baseball, the World Series. I mean, the, the two best teams playing in the World Series? Probably not, but they're they're there. So it doesn't you know, they're playing the best right now, and so that that's all that really matters. So rankings and all that stuff doesn't, doesn't matter, but, you know, Micah, Micah's comments and, you know, they're, they're starting to get to the point where, you know, I think people are starting to take, take notice and, and they're, you know, hopefully it doesn't get too out of, out of hand, but uh, I see him just doing his thing. He's speaking his mind. Um, but I'd like to, I'd like to see him do a little bit more talking with the media as well and, and, and answer some of the questions that the media is asking and not just him up there, just kind of ranting a little bit. Um, all right, Kurt in Arkansas, you're next. Hey, Nick. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm great. I think Sam Williams, needs, Sam Williams needs to grow up and quit all the silly crap. And I heard from on Fish this morning that uh, Jerry was on the phone with Denver and Tennessee for trade talks. And he's talking about corner and linebacker. But I think what we need more is a good run stuff and defensive tackle because Mozzie is not cutting it. Yep, he's not. He, he's, he certainly hasn't uh, performed to the level that you would want your first-round pick. Um, uh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know about the other stuff. Um, not sure um, what they're doing there. And if I did, probably wouldn't be able to talk about it. So, uh, you know, I, like I said before, thanks for the call, Kurt. I, I, and um, I was a little confused on uh, – the Philly, if you talk about Micah or Sam Williams, I think they both have 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 said some comments or, or said some things lately about wanting to play more or whatever. I, I I don't know. I mean, Sam Williams obviously wants to wants to um, you know wants to play a little bit more. He's a second round pick that that thought he would be a little bit more of a factor than, than he's been. But that's you know he's behind some some good players and he's got to kind of work himself in there. If he's talking about Sam Williams, if he's talking about Micah, yeah, I think I just addressed that. But um. You know, and as for the trades, yeah, I'd be surprised if the Cowboys aren't looking at anything. I mean, they, 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 you have to be. I mean, you're, you're, you're there. You're a top team. You're one of the top ten teams in the league. So you're, you're there to, to, to make some moves. And you, you're, you're in position to go. You know, compete for a Super Bowl. So what do you need? Do you, do you need to go and, and strengthen the team? They'd be silly to not be listening to things or looking at things. Um, that doesn't mean you have to go do it, but you should always be trying, and I think that they're certainly doing that right now. Let's take our first break here, our, our only break, on um, Cowboys Storyline. Uh, 888-855-2297. Get on the phone and give us a call. Uh, we'll be right back here on Storyline. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 
5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Cowboys fans, after that move, we've just coined the term Rowdy Replay. Let's roll back the tape. Okay, there's our mascot Rowdy cheering on the boys. And now he's on his phone on his Bank of America mobile banking app? Staying on top of his finances with his virtual financial assistant, Erica. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive. Cowboys fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash can't stop banking. Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app. Only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome back into Dear Doctor, the show where I answer life's questions with an ice cold can of Dr. Pepper. Sheila, let's hear from our next caller, would you? Dear Doctor, my friend supported me during a tough time. But what's the right gift that says, thanks for being a shoulder to cry on? Okay, this one's easy. I say give her a delicious Dr. Pepper. Nothing says, thanks, girl. Better than a -a one-of-a-kind soda. Yes, any Dr. Pepper flavor will do. Now, just a reminder that I don't need to be a real doctor to know that Dr. Pepper is the one you deserve. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you. Back, back to Cowboys Storylines. All right, back here on Cowboys Storyline. Got about 20 more minutes or so before we uh, uh, end the show. So we've got a chance to, to get some calls and some, some texts. 888-855-2297. I think you can, uh, if you're listening, you're like, oh, I can never get in. I think you can get in today. Uh, I think we can uh, we can fit you in. Um or, or definitely with the, with uh, some text questions as well. Uh, earlier, uh, I was asked about um, a couple of players. It was from was it Eli and Corpus Christi. Yeah, he asked about what are two players that I was really right about and two players that I was not right about. And I said about Mo Claiborne, uh, that was one I, I thought he was going to be. I thought that was a great, great trade. I thought he was going to be great. Um, and another one... I'm looking through some of the draft, you know, picks and um I I thought Antonio Bryant was going to be just outstanding. And he he was in his own way, you know, he he was really good. I remember the two thousand two draft just getting him. I mean, he was like a playmaker. Um sometimes, you know, he had some some other issues a little bit off the field, but I mean he was you know, he, he was a, a, a phenomenal athlete and talent. And so I, I thought that was going to be, and he wore 88, you know, I thought he was going to be like the next uh, star. Uh, didn't really work out for him. And, and another guy, I mean, because uh, Arkansas guy, I, mean, I thought Felix Jones was going to be a phenomenal too. Um, didn't really work for him. I uh, got injuries and, and, you know, he just, just didn't, you know, football wasn't always number one, I think, for him. So, uh, and that's too bad. But a couple of guys, I, I'll say this, and not just because he's on he's on our one of our show or a lot of our shows, but when they signed Barry Church in free agency, I was like, he's making the team. Four-year starter at Toledo, four-year all all conference first team. I was like, he's He's gonna be, he's gonna be a good player. This will be a good player for the Cowboys. He's making the team, and he may even start. And he did. He played like what eight eight years in the league and started a lot. Um, I, I just remember immediately seeing that that on the, his name on that list and going, yeah, that's a guy that's gonna be pretty good. And then here's another one that's not 
not necessarily not a cowboy, but I remember being I forgot what year this was, but I, it was second or third round, and I was just on the table. I was like, they have to go get Devin Hester. Devin Hester would be a difference maker. I promise you, Devin Hester is going to be a great player. And I, I said I would take him in the second or third round. I think he was a third round pick. Um, and of course, he was. I think he's a Hall of Famer, or he will be. Um, you know, just a, just a dynamic return specialist, unbelievable. But I remember that was one that I was like, "Got to go get him." Didn't happen. Um, all right, let's go to a text uh, question here from um, CW in Hollywood. He says, "It seems like we're just looking in the cupboard to find a solution from the bench rather than seeing what's available from other teams, i.e., Dowdle and Pollard, or." Pollard and another, you know, star running back or Gallup and Turpin or another star receiver. What are your thoughts? Well, I mean, you're also missing another part too. It's the player that you're not drafting next year or the two players that you're not drafting next year. I mean, it's it's not just you can't just look at it and just take take some running back that's that's a Pro Bowl running back and and say, "Would you rather have him or, or, or Rico Dallas?" Well, yeah. I mean, of course you would, but what are you giving up to, to get him? What do you have to spend, you know, next year? What do, are you paying him? I mean, there, there's there's a lot more factors involved than just I'd rather have him versus him. Uh, it's I know you guys are smarter than that, but sometimes I feel like I feel like the Madden game mentality of just making trades with no recourse is just just you know it, it's like let's just do it. You know, there there is there is more to it than that, and I get. It. A lot of fans just want to go all in because this is the game right now. This is the team. Doesn't matter about next year. We'll figure out next year, next year. And, you know, that that's okay. I mean, that's okay to have that mentality, but that's not necessarily what the Cowboys do. There's more to it than just going and, and making moves. Uh, I think that the Cowboys will, are going to be aggressive. I would be surprised if they do not make a move. I think they will, but we'll see. We'll see what, what, what happens. Um, all right. Uh, next caller is Jay in Virginia. Jay, what's up? Hey, how you doing, Chris? I mean, I'm sorry, not Chris. Yeah, well, Chris, Chris, Chris answered the phone. He's probably he doing did. pretty good. And, uh, and no, no problem, Nick, no problem. What's up, man? Do you? I just got a quick question. Do you think the past, um, getting not getting return on investors for Roy Williams and uh, Joy Galloway, outside of Amari Cooper, we haven't really. Went after no big names, and uh, also Brandon Cobb. We, we we didn't really get the return of investment with that free agent signing either. Yeah. I just want to hear your uh, great show. Keep keep up the good work. Thanks, man, for taking my call. Thank you, Jay. Uh, I think you have a point there. You know, you 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 went back a few years, but that's okay. I mean. That that is something that I'm sure has played a factor in. Of all right, when we have been aggressive, when we've gone to make these moves. Has it worked? And um, and and Mo Claiborne's another one. You know, I mentioned him earlier about making a trade and 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 going up to to get him. And and you know, they go up and down in, in the drafts all the time. But as far as like a big jump, and and like you said, going to get Joey Galloway. I mean, that was not a good idea. I mean, that was that was just it didn't it didn't work out. Two two number ones for for Joey, and then he gets hurt. I mean, that that's that's unfortunate too. But because um, I remember, I remember them saying it's only one number one because we're getting one. That's that was their their mentality. It's not two number ones because we are getting a number one receiver in Joey Galloway. Well, then when he gets hurt and turns his ACL in week one, 
well, then it obviously is two number ones. Um, and so that that was tough. But, but yeah, they didn't get the return on investment there. Um, you know, the Roy Williams wide receiver, Roy Williams, uh, in 2008, you know, that, that didn't really work out. And then go look at 2009, that was a absolute atrocious draft, um, not having a first or a second round pick. And um, that, that didn't work out. So, yeah, I think, I think looking at the times that they have made splash moves, did it work? And Amari Cooper, you know, I don't, I don't think you can say that that really worked because they, when they draft, when they uh, traded for him, all they kept saying was he's 24 years old. He's 24. So we're not just getting him for this year. We're getting him from down the road. And he only played what three years, you know. So that's that's not what they were looking for uh, when they made that that trade. Because think about it: when you give up a first round pick, you don't want them to play three years. That's called Taco Charlton. I mean, that, that you don't want you want them you draft them in the first round so that they're going to play a lot of years. All right, uh, let's go to Irwin um, in Denver. Irwin, what's up? Hey, good morning, Nick. How you doing? Good morning to you. I'm good. Hey, yeah. So I got a couple things for you. Uh, I'm just kind of thinking, and I won't mention any names because I know you can't. You can. I think, uh, well, uh, Derek Henry, I think, would be a great addition for our team. He's a big, big bruising back, but I think we could use him in the red zone. Uh, and the other thing I want to say to you, and maybe you can comment on it, hopefully you will, uh, it just seems, as much as I despise the Eagles, I think they're doing a really good job as far as free agency goes and mm-hmm. drafting. Uh, do you think that they've got the the cap and everything figured out better than Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones because it just seems like they reload every year. They've really built a strong team, I think. And I'll let you uh, yeah. let go and hear what you got to say about that. Thanks. All right, thank you for the call. Um, you know, I, I think I do think a big, strong running back would would be great for this team. You know, a proven back that could help take the load off of Tony Pollard. I think anybody like that that's that's proven. Um, that that still has some some left in the tank, yeah. I mean, I sure that that would be a good good pickup if if that could happen, um, you know. And and there are there are options out there, you know. If they if the Cowboys wanted to go there, it just you know you got to remember high profile players like that are not going to be cheap, and so they're going to have to you know they'll have to to be better. They're going to have to give a compensation better than what the team's going to get, you know. Next year or two if they you know if they get you know a comp pick uh for them so it has to be better than that so you know i i think if the cowboys are, are looking you know they've already traded next year's fourth uh for trey lance so i know that that's that's factoring in on anything that they do uh you don't want to go into the draft next year and not have not have you know some firepower to, to go do some things but you know that being said, let me let me let me also go back to another point too. You know, we're talking about the draft picks that haven't really panned out um, this year. This is not an excuse; it's just reality. This is a twelve and five team two years in a row. Two years in a row. This is a really good football team for, by NFL standards. So you're picking at, towards the bottom, and you're adding players to the team to try to be better than the guys you have. They can't get on the field because you have a good roster. So. It's not easy for draft picks to kind of just come in. You, you, you'd expect one or two out of a, of a class to do this, and they haven't. That's the unfortunate part. But, you know, it, it's not easy for these guys to just be better than, than a three- or four-year veteran that's been here and knows the system and things like that. So that is kind of the challenge 
that that we're seeing for the for these young players. So my point is, maybe at some point, maybe at some point, you know, you, you're okay with with all right. I'll, I'll part ways on a couple of draft picks here and there to get some veteran players that I know will be better than than what we you know what you have. They build through the draft, but every now and again, I think it would be okay if you did not have ten draft picks. If you had six. Six draft picks, you know, and, and maybe you didn't have a third or you don't have a fourth or something like that. You can figure some things out because you do have some depth. You do have some young players. And if you can kind of splice in a, another veteran, maybe that, that would be the approach. I mean, everybody loves picks, but if you can turn them into some veteran players like they did with Gilmore and, and Cooks, I think that's a good that's a good option as well. As for the Eagles. I mean, they they are doing a great job. You know, there, there's no doubt about it. They're doing a great job. They they they've been fortunate too. Like they were fortunate to have Carson Wentz and 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 then trade him for for more first round picks. You know, I mean, the fact that other teams still looked at him and said, "All right, I know he was not good here, but I think he'll be good here, and I'll give you a first round pick for him." Like that's that's amazing that they were able to to do that, and 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 they've 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 landed some some good picks. They're able to draft. They're they're able to be aggressive, getting players you know that are falling for whatever the reason. They 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 go for that. So they they've helped they've helped their own cause. Uh, you know they 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 took us a flyer on Jalen Hurts to see if he could be a good player for this team, and he's a franchise quarterback. So that's that's huge. Um, now they had to pay him this year, and and you know the money will catch up to all teams. You know it, it happens. Um, the Rams were doing the same thing. They won the Super Bowl, and and now it's caught up to them. But but it, it happens, and you know the Cowboys haven't taken that approach. And I'm sure fans are like, why not? Why not take it every once in a while? Take that approach because it can work, and it and it has sort of worked for Philly because they made it to the Super Bowl. They didn't win, but they made it there. They're a top team right now, uh, so I think they're they're doing they're doing fine. You know, and um, but we'll see we'll see you know where the Cowboys. Stand with them. Last year, they were right there with the with the Eagles. You know, I, I think they were they were neck and neck. Philly was a little better, and, and they and but you know when they played, it was they they both won. They both beat backup quarterbacks. You know, uh, at home, so it was hard to get a good gauge of where they are. But I think we'll get we'll get a good feel for it um, in in two weeks. All right, uh, Rob in Vegas is our next caller. Rob, what's up? Don. Don in San Antonio. I skipped Don. I apologize. Don, what's up? <laughs> good, good morning, Nick. How are you? Uh, got a couple things this morning. Uh, first, watching the games this last week, Kirk Cousins just uh, made me think about Dak. You see both of those guys in some games just dominate. They're mm-hmm. on their game. They're in the zone. Uh, what does it – Yeah. What is there anything the team can do or the coaches can do to flip that switch to make those guys much more consistent? Uh, another thing that I noticed, I was watching Talking Cowboys this morning, and they actually took a few calls, uh, which kind of surprised me because they, they do a lot of talking. Uh, but the question was, you know, what previous generation player could help the Cowboys most today? Mm. And I was just amazed nobody said Larry Allen. I mean, we've, we've got issues on the offensive line. Plug and play that guy, uh, and then that's going to make your whole line stronger. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's it for today. All right. Thank you. Yeah, I talked to them on my way in. They were walking out, and they talked about that. And and I said I would change the question to it can't be a Hall of Famer, you know, because, okay, Larry Allen, 
Deion Sanders. Sure. How about a how about a guy that makes a little bit more sense? A guy that wasn't a Hall of Famer that you could still you could still have, because any any Hall of Famer would be probably better than what you have, you know, um, because there's not many Hall of Famers on this team right now. You know, like I mean there's some, but you know, and then there's some that are projecting to be. So that that's always a fun question, but I think you kind of be realistic about it a little bit. But uh yeah, I mean offensive line help, sure, that would be that'd be great. So all right, so if it's not Larry Allen, if, if it's not a Hall of Famer, how about Nate Newton? But not even in the Ring of Honor, should be, but not in the Ring of Honor. Um, all right, um, apparently somebody did say Larry Allen. One person, I think, did when they were when they were talking about that. I mean, it, it, later on in the show, Larry Allen's name did get mentioned. So let's just make clear on that one. It didn't um, did get mentioned at all. Um, I think I missed this first part of the question. Um, but let's uh, we'll move on to uh, Rob in, in Vegas now. Rob. Hey, Nick. Hey, how are you doing? I'm good. You know, I look at the Cowboys, and for Jerry, one of the worst things that happened, even though it was a great thing, was he had early success. I mean, and got his money back. You know, we all know the story. Invested $140 million, all he got. And overnight, got that back, wins back-to-back Super Bowls. Money's pouring in, and he takes off. And... I think Jerry now at 80 looks at it like, does he want to win? Of course he wants to win. But I think just as important as being relevant. And I don't think, and I think even Jerry criticized the Rams a couple of years ago when they went all in that one year, but they won a Super Bowl. And I, I get the impression from Jerry, Jerry's not willing to go for it totally because he's afraid if we don't win the Super Bowl, we may go 8-9 the next year or 7. and you know. But as a fan, Jerry, if you win the Super Bowl and you don't do anything for another 10 years, we'll take that. It's been almost 30. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, you, relevancy to me is, is meaning the, the goal is not to get to the playoffs. The goal is to win the Super Bowl. If you don't win the Super Bowl... I'm not saying the season was a failure, but it's 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 nothing like they talk about the Eagles. Jalen Hurts got to the Super Bowl. He lost. Mm-hmm. Jim Kelly got the four Super Bowls in a row. Lost all four. Nobody cares. And, you know, you, you look at it in hindsight. Wow, that, that was that was incredible. But so, at the end of the day, you let, lost. Let me ask you. So, do you think the Rams made the right call then because they won the Super Bowl? So, Absolutely. like, okay. But but I mean and and that's the thing I mean but the Eagles didn't because they didn't win the Super Bowl right? Well, you mean last year? Yeah, I'm just saying. Look at the Rams. Well, I mean, the Rams Rams got a gift in the NFC Championship to win that game, and then it was a very close game. They easily could have lost to the Bengals uh, on some questionable calls there. Does that make their moves any different? I mean, like, well, yes. I, I think I think what you're trying to do is just get close. You got to you got to be good enough. To get there, and then when you're there, let's see what happens. And I think that's the but mindset with the Cowboys. But I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't believe that in football because the problem is injury. You can't get close. There's no such thing as what you did one year doesn't necessarily mean you're going to do it the next year. I'm a, I'm a big Golden Knights fan, and the Golden Knights win the Stanley Cup, and the owner of the Golden Knights is is awesome because he understands Vegas. There's a lot going on, and if I don't bring back a really great team and we don't have another good year, they don't care. 
they won't come. So what do you do? He re-signs the whole team except one guy that's 7-0, and and the place is rocking. He's willing to do what it takes. And I'm not saying Jerry doesn't want to win. Like I said, you have to, you have to go for it. This is because Dak Prescott, we see, you're, you're one injury away of him breaking his leg. You, you know, the mm. Eagles, are, you know, are, are doing the same thing again this year. They just made the move. They picked up the safety from yeah. Tennessee. I mean, the Eagles, I, I don't know how they make moves when they're paying their quarterback 50-something million dollars. Well, hold on. But they're hold willing up. to go for it. Hold up, Rob. Are you fine? You're, you said you're a Golden Knights hockey fan. Are you? Do you like the fact that your owner went and signed a lot of players to, to be better this year? Did you like that or did you not like that? I, I like that. But I thought you just said, I thought you said if you win a championship, if you win a championship, I'm, we're good for 10 years. So, I mean, which one is it? Is it being relevant every year or is it just going well, to win a championship? No, it, it's, it's being win a championship. The Golden Knights won a championship. Right. But then now this year they're going all in to, to win another one, right? Exactly. But if they let's say they did, let's say that the they, Golden Knights missed the, right. the playoffs this year, the fans would be like, "Okay, we just won a championship." The, the Cowboy fans haven't seen a championship in almost thirty years, right? So we're like, "What are we doing?" Okay. Jerry talks like getting to the playoffs is a big deal. You're the Dallas Cowboys. The yeah. playoffs should be a given. You should be in the playoffs every year. Nah. You're, you should be. You should be, unless there's major injury, this team, the way it's constructed, the playoffs is just the beginning. I mean, you don't hear people talk about the Cowboys of, well, maybe they'll make the playoffs. No. You, what do you always hear? Oh, they're going to get past the first round. But Jerry seems like he's comfortable with that. And no, put all the chips in. Go make the moves. Okay. And worry about the consequences next year. The salary cap is meaningless. It's fake money. Every year we've been hearing for 20. Well, you know, if we pay them today, it's funny how teams always make it work. Now, the salary, the salary cap's real. I mean, salary cap is, is it's, real. It's real, but it's, it's amazing how teams right. they, they, every year you can, work around it. Yeah, but not the same teams. It's not the same teams. I mean, you, you go up and you go down. It, it's not the same teams. It's really not. Well, well, let, me, let me ask you something. All right. you're, a, you're a big Cowboys fan. Sorry, Frank. That's our next caller. Go would ahead. You, go ahead. Would you take, uh, if he said, that's it, and he's, he's just spending money, and we win a Super Bowl this year, mm-hmm. but, but we don't make the playoffs the following year, and then we, we make the play, we go out the first round, kind of like we've been doing for the next five years. Would mm-hmm. you take that? Would I take it? Yes. As yeah. a fan. As a fan. Exactly. Yeah, I did. I did that's take exactly it. What I'm I, I did take it. But that's, I mean, I get it. But you act like they're not trying. You you act like Jerry no, no, is no, like no. just fine. You act like Jerry's just fine with doing this. Yeah. No, I didn't say he's not trying. I don't think he's trying enough. Jerry's going to the edge. Yeah. But he's not going full in because he's afraid of what's going to happen the next two years. And. Uh, Jerry, you're 80 years old. Let's do it now, number one. And number two, fans will take it. Start doing what the fans would do. We'll would, would take it. If you took a poll that said, we go all in and we win it now, we may not win it for another few years. Okay, we have a one for almost 30. Yeah, I think... All right, thanks for the call. Um, I think that if you go back and you look, I think, I think they're... they're I don't know if you want to call all in. They're trying. They are trying to do that. They did go back and look at last year. Last year they made a lot of moves to try to to get over the hump and and get there. I mean, when they don't work, 
then it's like a, it's like a bad move. But they're they are they're not sitting on their hands. Like like just go look at at the moves that they're making. They're trying to do this. They are not just sitting back. Um, anyways, uh, Frank and Irving, can we get one more call in, Frank? Frank, are you there? Uh, yes. Uh, thank you for taking my call. Yeah. Um, it'll be quick. All right. Um, what do you think about um, picking up, like, Zeke and bringing him back? Um, well, he's with the, unless something happened in the last 30 minutes, I'm, I think he's with another team. So... Um, I'll say this. I I, I, th- I hear what you're saying, and and do you have another question? Uh, no. Okay. Thanks for the call. Sorry, we we're running uh we're running past time here. I know what you're saying. Another big running back, a guy that's been here that knows the team, knows the system. That would be great. He's he's not available right now, um, unless something has changed. But but. I think what you know the the premise is right. I could see another big running back here to kind of t- carry the load a little bit for Pollard. Get some of these short yardage situations. Don't put it all on Dak to try to get on third and one, fourth and one pushes and stuff like that. A bigger back that can help with the with the pass blocking and understand that. Yeah, if something's available, I think the Cowboys could probably go and do that. Um, but also. Um, the, you know, going back to the last one, like like we can argue all day long. Sure, yes, the fans would 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 love to 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 have a Super Bowl, and then they'll be fine after that. I mean, I was a Mavericks fan; they won it in 2011, and for about five or six years, you're fine with that. But you know, you do get antsy, and you want them to kind of build on it a little bit. The the, the problem is, is you know, yes, staying you want to you want to stay relevant. It's not about dollars and all the time. It's about having a chance to to be successful and building something that you can sit there and this team can be good for a long time. That's what they're trying to do. Um, there's teams that have gone all in, and, and it doesn't work. It, it doesn't work. You make big, splashy moves. There's teams that are doing it now. Only one of them is going to work, and it may not even be them. So um, there's different ways to, to, to skin it. I think, I think the Cowboys have been aggressive. Is it as aggressive? You know, as you want, no, because it hasn't worked. It hasn't worked like you want, but they have been aggressive. We'll see what they do. They still got another week or so before, you know, the trade deadline. Maybe they, they decide to make uh, a move, but uh, I guarantee if it, they don't win the Super Bowl, that it's going to, it's not going to be remembered like it is for the teams that are, you know, making these moves to get there. Sorry we went long today. Uh, good calls. Appreciate that. Uh, for Chris Beam, I'm Nick Eatman. We'll see you next time on Cowboy Storyline. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!